the Gritty Growing Up podcast. Because mental health conversations don't have to be uncomfortable and argumentative. Gritty Growing Up is about challenging the perceptions of childhood and recognising that whilst it isn't what it used to be, we can still make it positive. Join us as we share conversations, knowledge and strategies to help your family connect and move forward together. And welcome back to Gritty Growing Up. Now this week we're going to have a look at the perils of perfectionism. Whilst for so many the idea of being a perfectionist is perhaps something that is admired or inspiring, for those who are living as a perfectionist it can often be their worst nightmare. We can often look at perfectionists and be enthralled by how much they're able to do, the high standards that they're able to keep and the sheer quantity of work that they're able to deliver but equally what happens when the perfectionist is frozen in fear in fact frequently perfectionists don't even recognize the dangers of their behaviors and because we spend so much time praising them and adoring them telling them how committed they are their attention to detail is so phenomenal how well they're doing how admirable they are the incredible quality or quantity of work that they're able to achieve we don't always recognize quite what's going on Now, how does a perfectionist recognise that their behaviours might be causing strain to their mental, physical, emotional health if they're continually told that they're amazing? Something that I frequently find in my work with young people who are perfectionists is that they're so prone to chronic stress and depression. Because they're constantly engaging themselves in needing to do better, be better, complete more, to set their standards higher and higher and higher, they have a real lack of satisfaction in their own lives. Now, as a self-professed recovering perfectionist, I know only too well the dangers that perfectionism can have. It can leave you frozen in fear. It can leave you trapped. Everything is a barter system. When I've done X, I can do Y. When I've completed my work, I can be happy. When I've had time to complete this, I'll go and do some exercise. When I've completed all my work and got the grades that I need, I'll start living my life. And that's the part that we have to really be aware of when we're praising a young person who's a perfectionist. We can sometimes be encouraging them to actually suspend their lives and be so caught up in their outcomes that they actually completely stop living. So many perfectionists that I work with are really struggling with any kind of life and work balance. They feel that their need to have to work all the time is the priority and that if they don't do that, they're actually a failure. Perfectionists can look like real-life superheroes. Their commitment, drive and determination is actually quite incredible. However, like all good things, there are consequences. And therefore, we need to be aware that there are perils to perfectionism. Now, perfectionism is a personality trait. It occurs when some individual places themselves under higher levels of pressure to meet high expectations. And we need to recognise that those expectations are very often set by themselves. While some of the traits of perfectionism can be really helpful, many are very destructive. Now, it is a defence mechanism which protects the individual from difficult emotions and it becomes a survival strategy. If you ask a perfectionist to just do their best, their best will always be better than anyone else's. If you ask a perfectionist to take a day off, the guilt that they feel in doing that is absolutely phenomenal. Effectively, by pursuing perfectionism, we can avoid all other areas of life, from emotions to relationships to social situations, and very often the perfectionists become stuck in their behaviours. Perfectionism causes havoc in relationships with friends, partners, family, and in the workplace. This need to be perfect to meet these high or unrealistic expectations means that we can become completely isolated and the world becomes smaller and smaller. And by using their perfectionist traits, the perfectionist does feel safe. 
but that perception of safety is false and can lead to attachment issues such as feeling helpless, lonely and fearful. So we are aware that perfectionism can affect all areas of life from work to sport to health to personal hygiene to our food and our body image. And additionally, it needs to be noted that perfectionism is frequently linked to mental health disorders such as OCD, depression, anxiety, and is often a contributing factor in anorexia. So what causes it? Perfectionism has so many schools of thought, and it's generally believed that it is a belief system that we're not worthy or useful unless we are perfect. However, that perfectionism is obviously not a true belief and it's not a true situation. There are some different belief systems around what causes it. There's one that perfectionism is actually genetic. So there is a school of thought that an individual is genetically born as a perfectionist with around 30 to 40 percent of girls and 20 to 40 percent of boys. However, it should be noted that that genetic relationship is intertwined with environmental factors. Perfectionism can be a trauma response. It can be a coping mechanism to managing the response to trauma. When an individual experiences a distressing, disturbing or overwhelming event, they can feel the need to control all other areas of their life or try to be perfect to try and prevent it happening again. Perfectionism can be a biological response. Dr Dan Siegel discusses the concept that perfectionism is actually rooted in neurobiology. That at the point of birth, some babies come out of the womb excited and enthralled with what's going on around them. Whilst for others, their brains just absolutely become distressed at this concept that the world is out there and it becomes this like need to hyper-control the environment to get back to that equilibrium that we had in utero. Whilst we were in utero, we're safe. The temperature's the same, the sounds are the same, the noises and the world around us is completely balanced. And when a child comes out of the womb and actually experiences the sounds and colours and noises around them, suddenly they need to control it to try and get back to what was. Perfectionism can be caused by social requirements. For instance, schools who are pushing children to have perfect grades, excellent outcomes, university choices or careers. And it can also be set by expectations from home from parents who have extremely high expectations or are extremely critical or shaming or have abusive behaviours, a child will try to be perfect to avoid that negative feedback. So what does it actually look like? Perfectionists frequently have very high expectations. They love discipline. They're focused. They're motivated. They're organised and determined. They're impatient. They're focused on results and outcomes. They're solution focused. They like to be challenged. They're extremely ambitious and efficient and they'll take control of situations. They love a challenge and they've always got something that they're working towards and they can achieve a great deal of work in a short amount of time. However, the limitations are that they become more stressed. They have persistent worries about not being good enough or worries about failing. They overcompensate for things. They're constantly needing to seek reassurance from others. They're needing compliments. They need feedback that their work's good enough. They judge their worth on their achievements and fixate on their failures or mistakes, unable to move past them. They're self-critical and more likely to procrastinate. There is a whole group of perfectionists who actually are so concerned that they might not do well enough that they do nothing at all. They can become very destructive and lose focus if things aren't achieved or things don't go the way that they want and become very angry if things don't happen in the way that they need them to. Their fear of failure can make them freeze. It can make them feel useless and frustrated. They can get annoyed at other people's incompetency. They become annoyed at other people not doing the things the way that they would do them. 
They refuse to delegate or ask for help and become annoyed at monotony, becoming aggressive if things aren't done the way that they need them to be. They focus on quantity, not quality, and have an unrealistic sense of urgency. Everything is of equal requirement and priority. Life can become completely imbalanced and they put work commitments in front of health, friends, family, rest and even in terms of other big events in their life, they will think that work is actually the biggest priority. There's a constant need of a sense of struggling against the clock because they overbook their diaries, put too many commitments in place and then can't maintain that momentum because all of us get tired. So therefore they can become easily wound up. And then things start to go wrong. And when a perfectionist makes mistakes or things don't go to plan, it has so many different reactions. Whilst for some, they might shut down and become completely shut off and isolated and quite low and depressed. For others, they might start attacking themselves or attacking others. They might get angry, aggressive, volatile, blame themselves, blame you and have a complete lack of compassion for themselves or other people. They can become very defensive and very frequently hit fight or flight reactions. They'll reject other people's help and they might reject people altogether, not wanting them to come near them. They might want to quit to leave and they might quit and leave and just stop doing what they're doing because if it's not perfect, it's not worth doing at all. So we need to be aware that these have huge impacts, particularly for young people who are managing this amongst their friends. And especially if they have a friendship group who are quite laid back and have a good sense of balance. If a young person struggling with perfectionism, they will feel jealous of what those other people are doing, but be incapable of reaching those standards. Which obviously then has a massive consequence on their levels of fear because they're scared that they're going to fail, they're scared that they're going to be rejected, they're scared that they're not accepted and they're scared that they're not deemed as being successful. And even if they have all the successes in the world on paper, their lack of satisfaction in life is extreme. They very frequently have low self-esteem when they don't achieve anything or don't meet the expectation they set for themselves. Rather than be proud of what they have achieved, they can frequently feel like a failure. They have negative self-beliefs. There's many perfectionists that believe that they need to be perfect in order to be successful, loved or accepted. And their perfectionism there becomes a way to control the world around them, but actually prevents them from living. So we can understand from looking at all of this that actually this can start to have dire consequences on our mental and emotional health. For so many young people that I work with, this has gone unnoticed for so long. Frequently, through most of school, they've been praised for having all of these traits. And it's only as we get into the GCSEs and A-levels that we start to really notice that something's maybe just a bit amiss. That they're maybe not doing some of the things that their friends are doing. Or that for so long we've like praised them for being so driven and being so committed and for getting so much done that actually we haven't noticed that quiet deterioration. So perfectionism can lead us to chronic stress, increased inflammation in the body, so headaches, muscles aches, IBS symptoms, feeling overwhelmed, sleep issues, sleeping more than usual, not being able to sleep, waking up frequently in the night, feeling irritable, feeling frustrated, just not being able to pinpoint what's not or what's right, but knowing that something really is wrong, having reduced immunity and increased susceptibility to illness, feeling disappointed, low, unsatisfied with life, feeling that maybe things just aren't worth it. There's an increased risk of burnout and it can lead to symptoms of addiction and increase our risk of self-harm and suicidal or intrusive thoughts. So how do we help a young person who is a perfectionist? 
It is first of all recognising that supporting a perfectionist to find some balance in their life and to readdress some of those thought processes, this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. It's not something that we can do overnight and very frequently that young person will need help from a trained professional to help them manage their expectations and find better coping systems. Frequently with the young people that I meet, their diaries are jammed, packed, there's no downtime, there's no relaxation and if you ask them why they don't ever stop, they will tell you that they feel guilty for having a rest. So some of that starts with us, first of all, as adults addressing the way that we talk to perfectionists. It's about us ensuring we're not adding to those expectations and we're not adding to that compliment that this is the right thing to do. Every time a perfectionist receives positive feedback that them burning themselves out is actually admirable, it fuels that cycle of behaviours. So first of all, it's about getting realistic with ourselves and recognising that maybe we've been given feedback that's actually made them feel that actually they can't escape this. Perfectionists continually barter with things, so helping them actually identify what they need and what are the areas that we can cut corners in, and helping them to socially experiment with cutting those corners and recognising that actually nothing went wrong allows them to start giving themselves some time out. We need to stop and not talk to them about just doing their best. The best for a perfectionist is just way beyond the best for anybody else. So it's recognising that telling them to do their best or telling them to just submit a draft or just like just do half of it, it's not going to happen. So many perfectionists that I meet who have been told to do a draft copy of something in class are like, why would I bother? I'll just finish it. So it's recognising that this bartering that when this is finished, I'll do X actually they never get to the x point so we need to help them otherwise schedule in their downtime schedule in the fun stuff schedule in those good things if you've ever read some of our articles at dandelionetraininganddevelopment.com you'll know that I frequently speak about life wills and recognizing if all the areas of my life are being met sometimes for a perfectionist by actually encouraging them to schedule in their downtime they stop feeling guilty for it because it's a commitment in their diary And whilst we would like young people to have a lot more flexibility and to be able to just do those things when they need to, sometimes our starting point is encouraging them to do it that way. We need to support their priorities, so helping them to set reasonable goals but encouraging them to only have one or two of those at a time, considering those big rocks that need to be done. Because to a perfectionist, everything is of equal priority, so everything needs to be done at once. So helping them recognise and be able to prioritise the work is really important. We need to ensure that we're role models and advocate downtime. It can be so easy for us to just expect them to be able to do this, but young people need that guidance and even adult perfectionists need that support. Helping them recognise that downtime is actually useful and talking about the benefits in terms of reduced stress, increased focus, filling our tank, increasing our effectiveness are actually really vital. Ensuring that we don't ever refer to downtime as being laziness because a perfectionist will never be lazy. So ensuring that they actually understand that there are benefits to their productivity can really help them to therefore prioritise doing those things. We need to praise the efforts, not the grades. Perfectionists are very often outcome based and therefore we need to ensure that we're supporting them by giving them feedback on their efforts and not on the outcome so that they see that actually they have achieved something. And we need to help them increase their cognitive flexibility. Perfectionists are very set in their ways. They have very tight belief systems, very tight behaviours that they need to follow. So we need to help them loosen up some of that thinking. And that can be helping them to understand that mistakes are okay and we can move past them. 
there's a lot of feedback that actually encouraging them to take part in team sports where they actually are part of a team and everybody's efforts are important can really help their brains to start to adjust and that fast pace of team sports means that actually they need to move past their mistakes very quickly and allow them to move faster and quicker through all of those events there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to fixing perfectionism perfectionism is a personality trait and it's something that we need to learn to use to our favour rather than to our detriment but spending time with young people to help them recognise those behaviours and recognise actually that some of their belief systems might be being quite destructive and helping them to take those first early steps to just finding a little bit of rest a little bit of kindness and compassion to ourselves is the starting point so until next time I would like you to take care of each other, ensure that we stay talking and stay connected. And I will be back soon with more Gritty Growing Up. Take care. Stay safe, keep open-minded, and we'll look forward to sharing more Gritty moments with you next time. If you want to up your knowledge in the meantime, head over to www.dandeliontraininganddevelopment.com.